Hello and welcome to the Abandoned Beers Podcast. It's the only podcast that's out here trying to match your favorite bands to our favorite beers. Uh, I'm the host of this thing, and uh, my name is Pat Tapp. And sometimes when I don't hear something I like, I sometimes pretend I misheard it, and it's a thing that I do like. Allow me to introduce you to these two other guys. Uh, sitting over here is Dan McHenry. Dan? Pat, how are we doing? Not yet. Oh, sorry. I was, yeah. Dan, people once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, something happens so bad, mm -hmm. something so terribly sad, it's carried with the soul, and it can't rest. Then, sometimes, just sometimes, the crow can bring that soul back and wrong things right. Beautiful. And we couldn't be doing this without this other guy. His name is Dusty Swartz. Dusty, if the people we love are stolen from us, the way to have them live on is to never stop loving them. Buildings burn, people die, but love, real love, is forever. Can't rain all the time. And according to Robert Smith, the gothic style didn't even exist when he formed The Cure, so they're not, they're not gothic rock. We are Abandoned Beers. We're here to make you drink beer, remember Brandon Lee, and feel sad and stuff. And we're just about ready to get rocking and rolling and cracking and drinking. Boys, welcome to the podcast. It's for a first for us. What beer is this movie? The 1994 Brandon Lee, The Crow. Uh, so many emotions watching this movie. And uh, I'm really excited to dive into The Crow with you guys. You know, that backstory is crazy. Like, he doesn't survive the movie. You know, it's like it's really like life imitating art, art imitating life. Yeah, yeah. And when you say The Crow, it kind of sounds like The Cure. They're like the same thing almost, aren't they? The Crow? Hmm. Why cure? You, why you, why you bring up the cure? I think we're having a, a really good time right now. Yeah, all talking right. Talking about The Crow. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry to yeah. ruin the party. All right. So uh, what beer is Brandon Lee? Let's do it. Probably some kind of black IPA, I would have to say, right? I'm oh, no. It's got to be an Asian-influenced uh, martial arts, karate, mm. but with like a uh, edginess... Uh, I'm very excited. Is I can't believe they never recreated this movie. It has to be something that's really unique to itself. Is it some kind of beer that's like flat or, you know, dead? Or oh, oh, too soon? Sorry. Cancel ah. him. Oh, Dan boy. Dan McHenry. He's the one who said it. Sorry, Brandon Lee. R.I.P. Yeah, so, I mean, The Crow would be a lot of fun. We're not going to do The Crow? We're not going to nah, do The Crow not today. Do the Pivot. Crow. Make this a crow cast? I would have all this research. It's nothing. Fine. What all? do you guys want to talk about? Uh, well, Dan, like, what are we doing here today? All right. So with Abandoned Beers, uh, we, we pick a band. Uh, we talk about the band. And then we each have to select a beer that we think best represents that band. Could it be the color of the beer, the taste of the beer, the label on the beer. It could be where it was brewed. Anything that we think best represents that band. It's surprising how often time it's the label. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. So, you know, we, we all we taste that beer, we uh we, we discuss and then at the end of the, the episode we uh we pick the beer that we think best represents that band. Dusty, you got to choose the band this week. I sure did. And uh I might have heard you say the crow. Yeah. Well your beer is gonna be dead wrong this week. Or maybe it's right because I, really I think they're very similar. I, we went with The Cure, and we just did the 80s, where everything before the 90s, right? They had like one 70s album there. Three imaginary boys. 
I, 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 I think that's uh, I, I put that in the 80s. Until yeah. Yeah. yeah, might as well. Desanigration? Disinformation? What's it called? Disintegration. Disintegration. It's, yeah. a, it's, a good chunk, it's a good chunk of cure. Yeah, yeah, it was prolific, and I think that, that kind of folded into why just the 80s. Otherwise, they kind of they grow a lot, and they change a little yeah. bit. Right. We want to take a second and, and listen to the, the cure. Yeah, let's do it, and let's start with some music. That's the cure. Oh, boy. And Robert Smith, he, he really cuts a picture, or whatever that phrase goes. All right. I know we're going to get into it. I don't know about, you know, today's Robert Smith. 80 Robert Smith is pretty hot. He was, was a cool dude. Cool-looking dude. And, like, he really did his thing. He's iconic. Is he the biggest front man that we've covered? No. no. The no. most iconic? Well, of course, no. no. You're forgetting our Van Halen episode. Oh, I'm not forgetting. David I'm Lee Roth. Yeah, and there's also, like, there's Haley Williams and Gwen Stefani. Like, we've had some pretty big front front folks. But I feel like Robert Smith, he has this, and it's, you know, it's a different type from, like, David Lee Roth and Andrew W.K. I mean, he's just prolific. He, I think he's, like, so influential that we see people dress up like him for Halloween to this day, people will sort of try to pull it off because they're trying to be really He's cool. He's still trying to pull it off. Yes, he You're is. You're 60, bro. Yeah. Comb your hair. <laughs> so, I mean, if we were just going to do a beer based on Robert Smith, it would have to have, like, some kind of fuzzy top, obviously a stout, or some kind of, like, black beer. Shock top, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But we're doing that, that 80s cure. The and, whole uh, group. I mean, like, it had an evolution for me. So let me get this beer out right away because I think yeah, we're going to need I'm a, getting thirsty. Getting here. a little loose while we start talking about the cure. So I went with a beer from the UK. It's Smart. called Brew Dog, right? And this is a beer called Hazy Jane. So back in uh, when IPAs were really just first starting to come out, uh, Brew Dog was one of the first. We're gonna have to pass those around, please. We'll Thank you very much. Hands right. on this. They are one of the the one of the kind of more influential microbrews out there. They are from the UK, like I was saying, sort of like the Kia. Right. However, this you one read is the can yet? 
is brewed in Ohio. Yes. Hey guys, it's part of my story. All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's open them up. Have a little taste. Ooh. All right. So before I go into why, let's uh, talk a little bit more about brewdog. Not, right. not over the soundboard. Thank Brandon you. Brandon Lee. There we go. R.I.P. Brandon Lee. So Hazy Jane is a New England style IPA, um, and like I said, this one is actually is brewed in Ohio. So they've started opening breweries all across like our country, outside of the England, outside of their original factory up in North. Because uh, the Brewdog name, I'm familiar with. I've yeah. never had it, but I've heard there was a a uh, a reality TV show based on it, really, really? in like 2000, like. Tennis. How about that? Right, like right when you're like this stuff was really starting to like bubble up, get real popular. They were really leading the charge. However, I don't think these beers are the best beers in the world. They're not my favorite by any means. They're good beers. Good. And I think especially those 2010 variety, which is harder to get my hands on. Those beers would be about 13 years old right now. Um, you know, they've adapted since then, and so has the Cure. The Cure, as we're going to go into it, even though we're just doing a timepiece of the 80s. They really went from some gothic beeps and bloops to start to like you can start to hear the progression of their music a lot to stuff that's outside of the eighties like Friday and Lo- I'm in Love my wedding song from nineteen ninety two mm. that one doesn't count however doesn't count. you get to start seeing that progression how they got there because yes. uh, gothic beeps and bloops is that how you would describe them uh, I probably not. I mean, it's. I think it's an easier way to s- describe them. Like, how would you describe them? I've been uh, saying that the first couple of records are like the soundtrack to a vampire porno movie. Yeah, yeah, and I think that would those two sounds like if a vampire is running a disco, mm. like a. But yeah, but not like a fun cocaine disco. Like a kind of <laughs> like a sad <laughs> disco. <laughs> I don't know. I think they both have their place. Um, the Cure being like a post-punk rock group, you could say. They led in the, helped usher in the third revival of the British invasion into pop music. They were really influential with what they did. And I'm like kind of surprised that you're listening to all these albums back yeah. to back. So, you know, I, I love these. I love these uh, genres Yeah. that like bands get labeled this, even though that like, so what's post-punk if you had to? If you had to, like, what are they post? You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just post, like, that 70s punk, too, because there was still punk happening in right. the 80s, obviously. So, like, punk was, like, so quick. What was it? Like, the Sex Pistols yeah. and the Clash and, you know. Hey, punk's still alive and well, man. Sure it is. Yeah, here, <laughs> punk on the radio all the time. New <laughs> punk is constantly being blasted at <laughs> yeah. Um, So they're post all that, I guess? Which is a pretty quick post. It was just or, like, <laughs> or maybe yeah, that thing. Those guys—they're all dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, like this is happening, and like immediately, Robert Smith just absorbed it and became the second coming of what it would be or turned into. Right. So like he's kind of embodying that second punk kind of, or at least the Cure. Um, uh, Robert Smith is the Cure. Yeah, and, can, and that's you I know, think I think calling his name and the band's name it's interchangeable. Like mm-hmm. you can use one or the other. And, those and first, I know what you're talking about. Those first few albums were definitely all Robert Smith, um, and he didn't really start Except letting the, the other one. band members having a lot more influence until later. And that's when they start to get more poppy too, mm-hmm. but more probably more record success. I haven't looked into it. Um, I'm hoping that we, we learn a little bit more about that because they were extremely successful. And it's like almost mind-boggling that something that's described as gothic rock or gothic punk took off the way it did. I am enjoying this beer, by the way, the Brewdog Hazy Jane. Um, 
Embrace seven, the opaque, yeah, man. It's a New England style IPA. Yeah, embrace the opaque. Seven point two percent alcohol, so we're going to be feeling this. This is how you do an opaque. Yeah, New England style IPA. Um, it's good. I've never had Brew Dog before, so I don't think I've ever seen it on shelves anywhere. I, I would. I used to see it. I. I mean, I. I've seen. There was some of the UK stuff, but it wasn't like I wanted the IPA to sort of get the feel of who the cure is more than the visage of like a black can or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to do some research on this because there is not one word on the can mentioning that they're from the UK. Yeah. If you go to their website, they'll talk about their Aside story. From the New England style IPA, but even then, that's New England. Yeah. I mean, you can call me a liar, Dan. Oh, I will. You, will be, you are wrong. It's a weird thing to lie about. <laughs> <laughs> But you, yeah, you said you watched the uh, the was it a it was a reality show? I'm okay, not saying I watched. I know it existed. Oh, you know it existed. Okay. Um, because at that point in time, I really was trying to like hunt down a lot of like micro brews. I was like really getting my, on the my feet wet. A United We Stand for better beer, which is at a very American thing to put on. Well, your it's at Ohio <laughs> Brewery that United uh, produced this one. Like United. This uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I Maybe. guess they they got United Columbus Coast. brewed USA driven by passion and United by Brewdog. Okay. Um, so for sure, and like the point of that is also that the the cure is extremely influential. There's a lot of bands yeah. and things that wouldn't exist, or they, maybe they would, um, like grunge and whatnot. Like there's a lot of people who say that Cure had a lot to do with like influence in those bands. Like uh, Thursday, uh, they say Cure is a huge. Uh, Nails and Trent Reznor was a giant fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins and uh, uh, those crazies. Pop culture. Uh, oh my God. The Robert Smith iconography is everywhere from Edward Scissorhands to The Crow to yeah. South, South Park. Park. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really what I was trying to do. It was a band. I mean, it was a brewery, you know, as much as, like, the actual beer itself. I tried to pick a beer that had, like, a strong flavor that kind of went with, like, their unique characteristics. Um, and, like, yeah, they grew and they, they caused all kinds of things to happen. I don't know if uh, the way the 80s ended with The Cure is, doesn't sound the way they started. But it definitely has a unique Robert Smith style. Definitely. I'm also enjoying that you coordinated your can with your shirt. Uh, you guys are matching right now. so. Oh, I, I certainly did. Yeah. yeah. Very, very I'm well I'm trying done. to dress smarter yes. for the YouTube crowd. I dig it. All right. You want me to get into the uh, wiki description real quick? Yeah, there's All a lot right. of descriptions going into Yes. The Cure are an English rock band formed in 1978 in Crawley, West Sussex, England. Throughout numerous lineup changes since the band's formation, guitarist, lead vocalist, and songwriter Robert Smith has remained the only constant member, though bassist Simon Gallup has been present for all but three years of the band's history. Uh, the band's debut album, Three, Imagin three Imaginary Boys, in 1979, uh, along with several early singles, placed the band in the post-punk and new wave movements that had sprung up in the UK. I definitely thought New Wave was going to be like the number one on this until I started doing my research and I was like, no, no, not even close to being the number one. And I heard them, and I think they're the only one I've ever heard described this way, Shoegaze. No, nah, there's a lot. Shoegaze was big in the ni there was a huge in the 90s okay. uh, with like Oasis, Blur, not, not the song number two Blur, but if you listen to the rest of their music uh -huh. aside from that they're they're big in the shoegaze there's there's a whole the idea that there's a whole genre of just kind of yeah. makes you put your head down and sort of uh yep pretty yeah. much you know it's funny even listening to this i was trying to do headphones 
first because I thought it was like described as like headphones music. You're getting in your own head. I liked it better when I unplugged and let it like kind of fill the room and create like more of a vibe. Mm. Like then I started to like, really get what like I think people are co- saying like that. But I was you like, know oh. oh, you know what I think is the greatest headphones type music would be like seventies like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, where they're kind of fading to the left to the right. Oh, I yeah. think that should be. Oh, the, probably. Yeah, I think that's the ultimate. You know, just in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway. Beginning with their second album, uh, 17 Seconds, in 1980, the band adopted a new, increasingly dark and tormented style, which, together with Smith's stage look, had a strong influence on the emerging genre of gothic rock, as well as the subculture that eventually formed around around the, the genre. Yeah, it's very moody. Very yes. moody song. Yeah. He created goths, guys. God bless them. And we are... We're working with a band today that was inducted in, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2019. So that was, yeah. Uh, say what you will. You'll like them, don't like them. I think uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has its glaring omissions, but oh, yeah. the Cure uh, fit every criteria for a Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. Biggest omission in my book for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now? Deep Purple. Bad Company. Ooh, yeah. Mm. No, I, I can't say. I'm, uh, I don't have time to do it's a all good. research. We'll, we'll do, yeah, we'll do a road trip out to the Rock and Roll Hall oh. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Then we can really figure it out. Deep cuts. Um, genres that are listed for The Cure. Gothic rock. Yes. Post-punk, which okay. we've already kind of right, yeah. talked about. Alternative rock. And new wave. Oh, yeah. yeah. The bleeps and the bloops. Bleeps and the bloops. Vampire porno music. This was uh, definitely an interesting one, um, you know, diving into the goth stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's good to know history, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? It's good to know, like, especially if we're going to be talking about music, you know, if we're going to be talking about beer. Did you guys know beer was originally brewed by women? What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was monks. Yeah, no. I would have I guessed monks. So before the monks. Ladies did it. So, women. Um, so it's good to know history and uh, mm. to know where some <laughs> of this dark, brooding, emotional songwriting style comes from. Uh, mm. You know, while I was bumping up against it at first, I uh, grew an appreciation for uh, this pick and this band. Yeah, I think I, I was, even though I picked it, I was like, I was like, oh wow! I was. I think I learned a lot about it. It was certainly not what I expected. Those early albums. I'm gonna like, say, coming into this, I thought I was a Cure fan. I thought I was like, I loved, loved all their music. Yeah. And then I actually, it ended up. <laughs> yeah, I just, right. <laughs> like, just like the singles. Yeah. It's, hey, <laughs> great singles. Yeah, yeah great I mean, singles. But that later on in their, uh, you know, in their career, when the when the you know, aside from Boys Don't Cry, you know, the later once they got more poppy, that's when I. Enjoy the cure. So, yep. you know, it's like three imaginary boys. That first album, nineteen seventy nine, like real seventies, like punk vibes. I thought, but it was like it was like no hits or anything like that. It's really just like it's just all vibes to me. I was like, all right, you just you're kind of just in that world, but there's certainly no hits. I'm I'm really curious, like if it was different at the time as like opposed to now. I was trying to look it up. I could I couldn't really like see a whole lot of love for any of those songs. Yeah, I I've 
wrote down my description. We're, we're jumping into our next segment already, but I, I wrote down that it sounds like an album that would be playing in the background of some obscure record shop exactly or Hot right. Topic. Because, you know, it's somebody who's, I know, you know, music better than you. I'm going to put this on. Like, you know, I don't know. I feel like I'd be walking in the Repo Records and that would be playing on, you know, playing in the background. I think you're probably totally right. I think that's exactly the vibe I get. It's like Repo Records would be, they've played this already. They might be playing it right now. Yeah. So, and then this, you know. Before we took a, take a quick break, um, the Three Imaginary Boys was reissued and repackaged in America, and that's when Boys Don't Cry was included on the album. So, little uh, little history for you there. Yeah, oh. I mean, uh, this was the seventies, eighties. Yeah. Records, tapes, B sides, A sides, and uh, you know, listen to these re- remastered editions. You know, it's a uh, whole different, uh, a whole different ball game there. Well, yeah. records were released in different markets. It was a lot tougher to, you know, they didn't have, uh, you know, streaming or anything along those lines. So yeah. you would have different packages released in different countries. So, you know, pretty yeah, cool to get different yeah. different kind of songs. So Coming here to over there. Yeah. Just like yeah. a English brew company brewing beer in Ohio. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah spreading spreading so the love, kind of spreading their influence. Ohio, I think, was New England. New England is that is Ohio part of New England or I don't think so. No? Okay, all right. I think that's a New West. New West, Mid Midwest, maybe. Mid- no. Definitely okay. Midwest. All right, mm. interesting. All right, all right. Mm. I think we're I think we're Bread ready. Basket. We're ready for a break. Uh, Brewdog, the Hazy Jane, New England style Hazy IPA is lining up really with good. The, uh, yeah, this. Yeah, it's a nice foggy, very well. foggy day. Think yeah. about it. That'll be nice. Yeah, Definitely. So I think, uh, Pat, you want to uh, provide us with the next beer I after the break? would love to. All right. Let's take a quick break. You know, my daddy used to say every man's got a devil and you can't rest. No, no, no. This is the cure, not the crow. Black crow. Fine. Black crow, the crow. Fine. Just just the crow. What with the cure? <laughs> so the cure. The Robert Smith band that revolutionized goth music for all eternity. Um when I was listening to the band, I was under the assumption when you said it, I had never heard a cure song before. Yeah, there's no chance. And there's no chance that's true. I ultimately go like, oh, they do that. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like Boys Don't Cry. I like Friday I'm in Love. Um, so then I was excited to dive into the songs. And uh, while I thought there was a lot of chuffa, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some meaty, juicy pieces in there that I really uh, did enjoy. But I was intrigued. The play of the music. Yeah, I'm getting hungry now. I was intrigued by the band in that I didn't think they were very good. In that there was nothing really outstanding about the guitar playing mm-hmm. uh, or the singing. Um, I think if you give it to anything, I think the drumming is quite excellent, actually. But what I kept taking away is they are very interesting. They're a very interesting band. Yeah. Um, I like bands that do things on purpose because you can do something on purpose and your purpose is to get on the radio or there is the purpose of just making the kind of music that you like 
and you've never heard it on the radio before, so you want to make that music. Mm. And you make it the best you can until it becomes popular. I like that. Yeah. That's my kind of thing. I have an appreciation for that. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to get a very interesting beer. And I think when I think about interesting beers, I think about not lagers, not stouts, not pale ales. I think about brown ales. Mm. And then I thought, keep it in the family with Samuel Smith's nut brown ale. Ooh, I, saw I had a figure. Yeah. Robert's brother Sam had... Keep it in the family. A, I love it. A, a different direction with his taste and created this um, delicious brown ale. I want to read this for you. It's brewed at the Old Brewery in Lancaster, established in 1758, if I'm reading that right. Oh, that says Lancaster? I was looking at that Samuel last Smith, word. Samuel Smith, Old I was Brewery. Like, Tab Lancaster. North York's England. So they actually sit, they, they mention England on the bottle. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, listen to this. They don't have any UK or uh, United States breweries? Or? Ooh, you know. It's distributed. They, I guess they never got There's that There's a sales agent. Yeah, yeah, maybe Sam Smith isn't I as international as I did, I did buy it in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, brewed with well water. The original well at the old brewery sunk in 1758. <laughs> it is still wait, in use. Wait, wait. How does a well sink? Does it just like collapse in on itself? Oh, well, it says it's sunk, not sink. Sunk. So yeah. How do yeah. you sunk? Past tense. You have to sink in the past, I think. Yeah, how does a well sink? Well, it just goes below the, the, the water table. Sinks. Yeah, why are we talking about grammar? It goes below the water table. It's sunk. It's sunk. Uh, apparently, what I'm reading on this website, it sunk. Okay. The well, the original well. Yeah. But apparently, they still use it. Collapsed. Time time. Went down to hell. With. The hard well water being drawn from 85 feet underground. Um, I guess that's the water portion of the ingredients list. Um, best barley, malt, yeast, and aromatic hops fermented in stone Yorkshire squares to create a relatively dry ale with mm. rich, nutty color and palate of beech nuts, almonds, and walnuts. So, you know, I don't want to call anyone any derogatory names. Especially during this particular month, yeah. in which we are all very proud. Um, but I always found Robert Smith to be a little bit nutty, mm-hmm. a little kooky, like a crazy aunt that you know never combs her hair and her makes lit, her makeup's always smeared across her face. She, nutty kind of vibe. <sighs> so I okay. wanted to go with this English brewed Smith family English brewed brown nut ale. Yeah. What do you guys think? After going from that New England style IPA, it it was quite bitter. Making the switch to the Ooh, the I'm nut brown ale, bitter. That's actually quite nice. I think it's uh, I think it's smooth. I'm it might have been my tongue was anything, just it got shocked for a second. Actually, <laughs> my second swig is a little a little more reasonable. I feel like the I think it's like it's a it drinks really clean. Like I'm not getting a ton from it. I feel like brown ales. Are they they're like, are they known for? Oh, look at this! Providing us some water. Thank you for. I gotta clean my palate. Yes. Oh, I appreciate that. Why? Well, thank you. Yeah. Sorry about that. Let's, let's um, but yeah, nice I'm getting way. a smooth. Uh, yeah, the nuts aren't jumping out at me. Uh, I'm getting the roasted barley. Yeah, I don't know if there's like 
actual nut. Maybe it's just describing the color. It's like you know, it all you know, there, a nut brown. There's a no, quote on the uh, yeah. on the I can on the picture that brown. Yeah, there's a quote on the label. Samuel Smith has the richest, maltiest, and nuttiest of the brown ales. Michael Jackson. Is it the Michael Jackson who said it says that? Michael Jackson on it, or is it a Michael Jackson oh, who said a that? A Michael Jackson is attributed to the quote. Yes. Well, it doesn't say a Michael Jackson. It just says Michael Jackson. It says Michael Jackson. Interesting. Huh. Well, the king of pop, you know. You know, this is an OG beer. I'm sure he, he was probably a Cure yeah. fan. So, tradition, yeah. uh, English heritage, you know. English brood. They, just interestingness of a brown ale. I like having you the know? foil on top. It gives me a little bit of Robert Smith's hair Ooh. vibe, especially if you rip it off. You know, you get those yeah. those little edges. Some of it got in my mouth at one point, and I was afraid that I was I'm sure Robert Smith's hair has gotten in a lot of people's mouth. Including himself. Mostly himself. Yes. Oh, having long hair, guys. I hate having hair in my mouth. I do not like it. I cough. I start gagging. It's crazy. Oh, well, that's just it going down your throat. Keep it out of your throat, and you're fine. Yeah, like if I'm exercising, like I'm just like, I'm like, like you used to like to chew on my long hair every now and then. Oh, really? A I little blanky, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it. I haven't gone down that road. No. Yeah. I feel like it would smell. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. <laughs> 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 you know, you gotta give a little yeah. to get a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It's an interesting. I, I like the path you went down with this, keeping it within the family. Yeah, Samuel Smith. Yeah, yeah, Samuel yeah. Smith. The nut brown of ale. The Smiths. Yeah, brewed in England. Yeah, I think you're you're on the right path here. Feels All like right. heaven. So Do we have to go through the whole? Let's go through real quick the albums. We've already gone through one, three imaginary boys. Let me in just say this about three imaginary boys. Uh, it's your first record. You're a band. You know. You're post-punk, you know. Yeah. You got an interesting sound. You got to give a little. You know, you can't just have the whole thing be about you. I, I think there was like, uh, you know, the first album, well, Dusty was right in that there were no hits on the album. When I started thinking, I was like, it's until definitely it got interesting. Re- it's until definitely it got re-released. Re- yeah. Re-released it's with interesting. Uh, Boys Don't Cry. I would yeah. give this a, a second. I would give this a second record, this band. Yeah. Because there's something here. Yeah. The yeah. second record, yeah, 17 seconds. Uh, better recording quality, I noticed when I was listening to it than the first one, which is usually the case with a lot of bands. Yeah. Uh, you get more money. Um, but still sounded uh, similar to you know Three Imaginary Boys. But I found that Robert Smith's vocals became the Robert Smith that we know. That we started to, like, yeah, yeah. he's hard to hear it. He's, there's a lot of progression going on here. Like, um, I think... Faith, 1981, right yeah. away. Again, like they're making music, like album after album. This is crazy. They're yeah, a every year. It's amazing. So you can like, I think it's it's very similar still. So like, you know, it's a, uh, it's, it, I don't think it is until the next one. And I'm, I'm just skipping right through these. Nah, let's go for it. We can. To pornography, 1982. Love the name. Yeah, it's uh, vampire album, porn. Nothing yeah. really stood out to me like uh, like pornography does. Well, the last all hundred years, um, I, I was starting to get into it. I started to like, uh, I'm I'm seeing what the cure becomes. Like yeah. I can, you can like start to see the the you know the writing on the wall there. Yes, and also, I oh sorry, Pat. Didn't think that about pornography. I thought that about the next album, Japanese Whispers. So I caught it an album later than you. Okay, well, I would say during. 
pornography is around the time period when the band started adopting their signature look of the big teased hair, like towering hair, and the smeared lipstick on their faces. So ori- originally, the whole band was doing that. Mm. And, uh, you know, for the most part, Robert Smith has been the one to carry on Because a lot tradition. of the guys were just like, I ain't doing this anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, they all still have a similar look, you know, sure, dressed yeah. in, in black and that what have English, you. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's the one that has carried it on still to this day. So, um, But, yeah, I would say, you know, after pornography, that's also when Robert Smith introduced the greater pop sensibility into the band's music. And they, that's kind of when they started getting their worldwide mainstream success after yeah. pornography. That would make sense. Yeah. So what was the, uh, I have the top in 1984. Nothing really stood out to me on that. Right. I mean, well, before that, it was uh, Jas- Japanese Whispers in 1983. Gotcha. Like a, an album every year with these guys. It's yeah. unreal. And Amazing. then uh, Love Cats was the song that I was just like, oh, okay, they're going to they're gonna try and, you know, not just make this like uh, kind of like, I just kept picturing vampires like on a throne with this sort of like, th- and they're like, they're all coked all out. The, the corpses that they've, uh, they've that they've eaten. Yeah, just like if like you know Dracula sitting like in his throne in Castlevania, just like you know, really just mourning the loss of his wife because the Castlevania or Transylvania. I'm I'm talking about the the, the video uh, game, Castlevania video game, which became an anime and it is awesome. Is Do you guys okay. know who the best Dracula is? His name is Nicolas Cage. Oh, I haven't seen this yet. Renfield. Nicholas Cage is a terrific Dracula. Oh, I bet. I'm sure he had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. I would have gone with Leslie Nielsen. Dead and what was it? Dead and loving it or something. Anybody remember uh, that? Oh yeah, no. I do. I knew. I, I do. It was after uh, after all the Naked Gun movies, I loved Leslie Nielsen. So well, I think Nicholas Cage could be actually any movie monster. I have that much confidence in him. Mummy, Frankenstein, put Nicholas Cage in there. Yeah, Dracula. He, he's dead really. And uh, That's what it was called. You know, like people thought he was like losing it, and I think he was just honing his craft. And now it's just like anything he does is very fun to watch. I'm gonna be so crazy that I come back and I'm actually genius. And I think he just he needed That's a little while. A terrible Nicolas Cage impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 1985, the head on the door. That's okay. when I start. Seeing the the that's when this you don't the like the top in 1984 with really uh, introducing some like pan it? flute. Yeah, you like the pan <laughs> flute. Yeah, um, okay. no, but it was, <laughs> it was <different>. noticeable. I was <laughs> like, yeah. this is they are doing their own thing. The yeah. caterpillar was a little doorsy, I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There you go. No, I'm going right to the single. Sorry, but yeah, fellas. head on the door. Uh, in between days. Yeah, pretty good. Close in between to days, me, yeah. which is an amazing song and has been covered by numerous bands you know including the, the ghetto kids does a good version of uh close to me um uh, no. you guys don't you guys don't listen to ghetto kids Ooh. no I, you know i honestly i love when we find or when we do these older bands and i find something i wasn't exactly sure was attributed to this band and i was like oh here it is like this is a, a you know a cure song that that's nice. Like I get it. Which song was uh, it? Close to me. You didn't know that I was cute? No, you I'm know, it's like that. honestly, it's hard if it I'm does, not it, specifically it looking yeah. it up. Yeah. It's like I'm like, this could be the Smiths, this could be the cure. Uh, uh, yeah. made all the cure fans mad. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
But the Smiths, Robert Smith, it's very hard, guys. Right. Smiths don't actually have any Smiths in them. That's true. Another uh, Smiths reference. I like huh? the song, The Push, on this well, album, too. Smiths. I was enjoying Portion. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then my favorite record. That's your favorite record? No. No. The next, next one. The next one. Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Kiss Me. Oh, we should have coordinated where we each said Kiss Me. You didn't kiss say me. it. Oh, I was just way off. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like this one, man. I'd never heard it before, and, uh, you know, I, I guess this is most famous for uh, Just Like Heaven, but I thought a lot of the songs on it were really good. Why Can't I Be You. Love that song. Um, yeah, what a, yeah, it was a great one. It was. Um, the next album. By Hot, Hot, Hot. Ooh. Um, yeah, it's great. Hot, hot, hot. That's was on there that too. Out of me that I really yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, the next album is uh, Kyle from South Park's favorite album. He says it's the greatest album they ever made. That's right. I uh, <laughs> I quoted that. That was from the the Mega Streisand uh, episode, which is it. I don't know what you're. Oh, there he goes. It's right here. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. That was the episode where Barbara Streisand becomes Mega Streisand, you know, kind of like a Godzilla uh, type character, and Robert Smith ends up defeating her as the Mothra type character. He has robot punch. He's got robot That's punch. Right. Yeah. To hit her weak spot, which is her nose. Nose. Thank you. And as Robert Smith is leaving the episode, you know, kind of like doing like the solo walk away, you know. Yeah. Hulk uh, style. That's when Kyle yells out, "Disintegration is the best album ever." So, that's uh, that stood out with me. And additional shout out to South Park for having a couple, you know, goth kids. Yeah. Who I definitely related to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, I love they always seem cool. Yeah. When Stan yeah. became a goth kid, that one episode that was mm, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they were really fun. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm imagining it, but Kyle's brother Ike becoming a uh, goth kid is one of really. <laughs> Do you think Trey and Matt like the Cure and like they kind of gave him that role, or was it just they were just always yeah. fucking around? So there's, there's the fact that they got him on in the first season. That was the first season of South Park. Oh was yeah. that episode yeah. was it really? Yeah. Oh wow. So there was two two things that kind of stand out. Um, one of the not uh, one of the people with South Park, but not the two guys. They were just like for that episode. Trey had a very clear image in his mind of like total evil was Barbara Streisand, and pure good and pure love was Robert Smith. <laughs> so I think that was a, yeah. a Trey move. And then Kyle is usually the Matt Stone uh, voice. So Matt saying that disintegration was his favorite. So yeah, I think they're both, they're both big fans. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And then, yeah, those goth kids are just, uh, uh, one, obviously, the hair is inspired, but, like, that whole, you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee vibe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, those kids are the best. They're great, yeah. Um, disintegration in oh, 1989. <laughs> <laughs> disintegration, uh, which, uh, you know, I'll with Kyle is their best album. Um, you've got Love Song on there, Lullaby, Pictures of You. Uh, this is actually when they reached their commercial peak. Uh, this is their last 80s album, so we're not allowed to talk about the next album, but 1992's Wish was also a uh, big uh, commercial success for The Cure as well. Yeah. So I, I like the songs on this album, except they're all, so, well, not all, some of them are very long. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They get, they a get little indulgent. A lot you know? of like atmospheric yeah, like type intro. And that's what I guess it's it's more about vibe than anything else with these guys. You're just trying to create like a, a thing in the room. You're trying to fill it up with the uh, 
moodiness, I guess. Yeah, and at this point, I I had fully switched over to just like loudspeakers too, so I was I was just in. You were out of the headphones. World. Yeah. yeah. No. Has anybody seen the Cure play live? No. No, have you? I've never seen Robert Smith personally. I have. Oh. The Curioso tour in 2004. I got to see. This was uh, this was at the what is it the Tweeter Center or whatever mm-hmm. you know variations. Like name has changed a, a hundred times. Bank now or something. Yeah, in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, opening acts were Interpol, The Interpol. Rapture, if you remember them. Mogwai. Hey, I know Mogwai. Yeah. Thursday. Makes sense. Muse when before they had like made it big, like really made it big. That seems like another band that would have been influenced yeah. by by them. Yeah. The only bands I remember from that day were seeing The Cure, Interpol, because Interpol was like really popular back in two thousand four. Sure. And Thursday, because uh, Thursday played, they had like a side stage over in like there's like a area where they had like all kind of like food stands, and they would always like whenever you yeah, went to yeah, like board yeah. tour, there would be like yep. a second stage set up there. Second so th- Thursday played down there, and I was like, this is the closest I'm getting. Well, that wasn't the closest I got to Thursday, but you know, I got to see them pretty close up with yeah. a bunch of people who had no idea who Thursday was because you know they were all there to see the Cure, so well, it's pretty awesome yeah. to yeah. be able to get close for that. And then the Cure was the closing band, obviously for the yeah. for the night. And I just remember, I had a similar experience to what I did when I was going through the discography and listening to all their songs. Is I thought I was a Cure fan, but I did not know all the songs. <laughs> like, yeah. Majority of the songs they played, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And I think I wasn't twenty one yet either, so I wasn't drinking or anything, so I wasn't able to you know distract myself with other things. So I just had to be into the music you couldn't just get a little no I, w- I was not way. i was not getting the vibe that way yeah yeah so is 90s cure better than 80s cure no because friday i'm in love yeah that's about it that's a beautiful pop song yeah i think it'd probably be interesting to the do a rest of cure what beer is this? That's why you split them up so you yeah. can do. Yeah, we can, we do, can do, do that uh, as a future episode. But I can, can say right now it's all crap. So the Van Hagar, Van Halen. We could do the yeah. uh, Ooh, rest may, of a uh, split episode, maybe. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, brother sister episodes. Yeah, we're making we're making moves here. I like this. All right, so I think we've we've covered the Cure's '80s albums. We have, but guys, you know, I didn't uh, just happen upon this on my own. I actually reached out to a friend to you know talk about the cure and uh talk about all things cure and all things dudesy yeah i had i had an interview with uh the astonishing chad colchin and uh here's my interview with chad right here hello and welcome to the abandoned beers podcast it's the only podcast that matches your favorite bands with our favorite beers and right about now is the point in time where I'd tell the boys what beer I picked to match the band. But I went out and uh, sought the expertise of an expert. Um, you might know him from his very popular podcast, his astonishing podcast, Dudesy, or his other astonishing podcast, Game of Roses. He's uh, the one and only Chad Colton. Chad, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I uh, am a POD. Uh, Appel of Doozy. And I was listening to the most recent episode and heard you say that you would do any podcast. And I was like, well, well, hold on a minute, Chad, uh, because I have a podcast. So 
you're putting that to the test, man. This is any That's podcast. Right. Thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. So what are we talking about today? Let me ask you. Let me ask you a couple. Yeah, questions. go for it. Fill me in. Uh, what do you do? Where do you live? What is your life about? Yeah. All right. I am uh, outside of Philadelphia. Yep. About 30 minutes from uh, the major sports stadiums. I'm a sheet metal mechanic. I work for uh, Boeing here in uh, Ridley Park, Philadelphia. We manufacture military helicopters. Nice. So I work on an assembly line where I manufacture parts for the CH-47 Chinook mm-hmm. helicopter and the V-22 Osprey. So I'm just a uh, rock-breaking townie. I'm kind of uh, just a regular dude. And me and me, my two buddies, we do this podcast where we get together, we drink beers, and we talk about bands. And today we're talking about The Cure. Okay. I've heard of The Cure. Are you married? Yeah. Single guy. Single guy. No children? Yeah. Two, three nephews, actually. No kids of my own. Okay. Fantastic. No cats, no dogs. I live in a duplex. One of my buddies lives on the uh, upstairs. I live in the downstairs. Okay. that That's a pretty good scenario. Yeah, not bad. All right. Okay. Just and you're a, a I'm talking to. writer, a podcaster, a uh, former baseball player. You grew up in Texas. <laughs> yeah. All that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I like to think of myself as a scared animal scurrying around a giant rock hurling through space a million miles an hour to no known destination, just trying to survive another day. Yeah. And you've been doing a pretty good job of it so far. Yeah, time will tell, I suppose. Um, all right, so your podcast is about bands and beers, right? And you're, we're talking about the cure today. Is that the deal? Yeah, ideally, we're trying to find the beer that best matches the cure. Now, I know you're not a drinker, uh, aside from trying some dudesy hard. Not anymore, yeah. Yeah, um, but you, you used to tie one on back in the day. Is that correct? One or two, yes, I did. Um, and then uh, when you were drinking, what did you like to drink? Uh in terms of beers sure yeah i was always a stout person there was a certain beer called saint peter's cream stout that was probably my favorite beer on the entire planet okay it still still exists i don't know where you can even get it i remember always having to like search high and low to find it no bar ever had it i think i found one restaurant that had it once and i was like what the fuck um but yeah that shit was great um the cure though interestingly enough with relation to dudesy the design for the crow was based on Robert Smith. James mm-hmm. Obar was friends with him, the guy who wrote and and uh, originally drew the the crow comic. So he based the way the crow looks on Robert Smith's kind of look with the the black mascara around the eyes and the crazy kind of like spiky black hair. Um, so I don't know. Is there some kind of beer with the name Crow in it? I'll go with that. I'm sure yeah. there, there must be yeah. somewhere on planet Earth. Well, so you're kind of like you have one of these uh, interesting brains. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're very inte- you're very intelligent. You have a way of like thinking about things that my- other people might not. <laughs> sure. And that's what we try and do here. We try and like yeah. We go like, what is a band like The Cure? If we broke them down to their components, like okay, they're British. Yeah. Uh, they're part of like uh, the goth movement Um, their music is experimental but it's also incredibly catchy Um, I'm not like a cure fan like the way 
Sure. We kind of like do this. It's a rotating pick. So sometimes it's a band we all like and we've gone to shows and we all kind of like mesh that way. Mm -hmm. This is one where I never really liked The Crow. I never really got that whole goth thing. I mean, I like yep. Boys Don't Cry. I like Friday. I'm in love. But mm -hmm. other than that, like, I think more than like they're good, they're very interesting. To me, The Cure is like an interesting band. Sure. I agree. Uh, they were never like uh, a huge, gigantic band, but they were probably the biggest, I mean, at least when I was growing up, probably the biggest band that had like a goth frontman that lasted yeah. for that long and had so many hits and, and were, you know, kind of like on the threshold of pop music, I guess, and goth music to some degree, but. Yeah, I love The Cure. Um, I don't was know that your scene? Like when you were growing up, did you hang? Yeah. You were a jock, yeah. To some degree, but like I, the friends that I hung out with were just my my nerd friends. We were all playing Magic: The Gathering every Friday night. We weren't going to concerts. We weren't going out there's and doing a, anything. <laughs> there's a Venn diagram of Magic fans and Cure fans. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah dude. I don't know what kind of beer the the band The Cure would be though. I, so I, I'm thinking, just, you know, right up that stout line of thinking, it has to be kind of dark. Right. Maybe it would be an import, something from England. Um, one that I'm going with. So like when I get together with my two other friends who do this podcast with me, they yeah. all bring a beer that they think is the cure. I'll present my beer that I think is the cure. Uh -huh. We'll drink them, try them. We'll go over all the albums. We'll pick our favorite songs. We'll tell cure stories that we've discovered in this little research period that we do. Yep. Tell me what you think. Okay. I am going with, for The Cure and Robert Smith, I am presenting to them Samuel Smith, a oh. nut brown ale. This All is right. brewed at the old brewery in Lancaster. So it's an import. It's from England. It's dark. And then to match my kind of thing that the cure is interesting and offbeat and kind of quirky i'm going with a nutty brown ale as opposed to a golden lager like a or a dark stout something along those lines sure and your Can beer you... has the same last name as the last name of the lead singer and these dummies my friends will eat that up they'll be like right. good call dude you found yeah good one <laughs> it's a one-to-one -one match they right. are relatives samuel smith and robert smith of course and everyone who has the last name smith are all relatives Right. Um, what do you think Dudesy Hard would be if you had to match that? Well, it's matched to a podcast, but would it be? Wait, uh, you're, you're asking me what kind of beer Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer is? No, I'm asking <laughs> if uh, you had to match Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer with uh, a band. Oh. Uh, would it be Pearl Jam? Would it be, uh, what did you guys just do? The Hot Stepper? Uh, I, I know you're listening to, to Nine Inch Nails. Charlie XCX. Do you know there her? it is, dude. Uh, I think, yeah, hyper pop is kind of like when I drink some dudesy hard hard seltzer, for me, <laughs> it's hyper pop in the mouth. Uh, right. And super popular, super hard to get. I mean, yeah, you guys exactly. are completely sold out of it now. Yes, we are. Hopefully there will be a new batch coming soon. Batch two coming up. And uh, yeah, there may actually be a beer in the works as well. Whoa. We'll see. What and there's got to be a uh, strain of Tremarijuana coming out soon, too. Yeah, that's, Dudesy's got to be all over that. I wish. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That's the only drug that I still do. So, yeah, right. I, I would like Dudesy to figure out how to do that. Dudesy, if you're listening to this now, please figure out how to make some Tremarijuana. Hey, is Dudesy listening to us, do you think? 
No idea, dude. Yeah. I, I right. wouldn't I wouldn't put it beyond the scope of what dudesy can do, but I have no specific knowledge of it. <laughs> All right. Um being uh, such a big fan of dudesy, do you think you could play uh Nostratus for me and tell me like what do you think is next for Dudesy? Do you have any idea of what's going to happen when you reach this 10,000 point goal that you guys are working towards? I really don't. And I mean, I think what is next for Dudesy, though, is probably what's next for all artificial intelligence, which is uh, continued breakneck pace expansion, com- continued integration into virtually every area of human society. I just I, I think that five years from now, the world will look radically different not in terms of uh, greed being the primary motivating factor for everything that all human beings do. I think that was right. the same, but I think the way that we do things is going to be drastically different. I don't know exactly how it's going to affect cell phones. I just see AI radically changing all technologies that we currently use. And obviously our society is uh, fully integrated with all kinds of technologies. So that's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to radically change all of our media in short order i i recently just saw the um spider-man movie what is it across the spider-verse or into the spider-verse or whatever whatever the, the one with uh, right miles miles yeah. else. and it's beautiful it's obviously animated and the animation is just mind-blowingly good i think people will be able to make that type of a movie on their laptop within five or ten years yeah and so I don't know what that means for like the future of animation, I think, in terms of like the the nuts and bolts labor force who actually animates shit. I think that's gone. I think that's Well, let I'm me ask you this, Chad. Did you see yeah. um Avatar Way of Water? I did. I thought the Spider Man thing looked better and more real than those blue dudes running around. And more what real. did that movie cost like two billion dollars? I don't know if oh I mean Spider Man is like a, a very stylized, clearly yeah. animated movie. Avatar was James Cameron was trying to make those things look like they were real. Right. Which I think he did a decent job of. And he, he had some tricks in that movie too, you know, where he would have the little human kid running around so that when he was compositing those images, he's like, look what I can do. I can make all this shit look real. I can have a real actor element in this completely fake world. And it looks like that little kid is really in there. I, I mean, I was not a big fan of avatar two. I thought it was way too long. And the story yeah, was like, basically exactly the same as the first movie like there was nothing new yeah. in it except the visual component and even that was just like a slight upgrade from the first one but we are getting to the point with you know all of that shit where the uncanny valley is i don't know if we've we've crossed it yet but like we're right there we're a foot yeah. away from crossing it especially with if you look at like what mid-journey can do Midjourney, like that picture of the Pope, for example, in the Balenciaga jacket that went around, mm-hmm. that's a fucking AI photo. Everyone thought that was real. So you tell me, have we crossed the Uncanny Valley when something like that can fucking blow up and go all over the internet and people think it's real completely? Why don't you tell me, Chad? Um, well, yeah. Tell you. We crossed <laughs> the Uncanny Valley about two months ago when the Pope came out in the Balenciaga picture. Believe me, I can hold my breath for 22 minutes, and I held it when I saw that photograph. Um, I, I, you know, because I've uh, been a POD from day one, I've we've used a lot of AI stuff mm-hmm. for this podcast. I mean, uh, our uh, our logo is isn't generated from an AI app, and you know, I uh, 
uh, Jesse Ventura was the uh, guest introductionist in our last episode. That was hugely inspired by Dudesy. Nice. But um, so take what we're doing here at Abandoned Beers. We are interpreting music and the taste of alcohol, mm -hmm. and we're trying to pair those two things together. Do you think AI could do that, run the numbers on a band, and then search the databases of all the alcohols that are out there and perfectly match them? Or do you think AI well, I could mean, I don't know. It's a very... do our podcast better than we're doing? AI can do everything everyone is doing better than they're doing. Including but... taste and hear and stuff? Yeah. Because it's all data. Everything right. in existence is data. It's and I right. mean that's really what it, where AI is at now. It's LLMs, these large language models. All different AI disciplines have basically taken whatever they're looking at—images, music, food, whatever—and they have translated those data sets into language, so that you can essentially like what ChatGPT does for you. You know, typing in, tell me some fucking interesting things that happened this week. What ChatGPT does, does with language there, all other things do the exact same thing, and they have just translated whatever their data set is into language. So like text uh, image generators, text to image generators, same thing. It takes images, and it treats those images like language, and that's how it's able to do what it does. <clears throat> but what you're talking about is kind of like an abstract thing because yeah. it requires somebody to be able to know what a beer is in quotes like. That could be its flavor. That could be what color it is, the packaging, whatever. And how that kind of relates in a conceptual way to whatever you think a band is about and their songs. That's are about. free will, dude. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's free will. will. But uh, you could type right now into chat GPT here. I'll just do it right now. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to type. We, used, uh, we did the, the shins. We were trying to find out what uh, beer the shins are. And uh, chat GPT wrote us a band and beers theme song based on uh New slang by the shins. I'm going to ask it, uh, what beer do you think is most closely related to the band The Cure? Let's see what it says. Okay. The question seems to be asking for a beer that reflects the qualities or character of the band The Cure, considering their style, themes, and other attributes. The Cure right. is a British rock band formed in 1978, known for its somber and melancholic sound with elements of post-punk, new wave, and gothic rock. Their music yep. often explores themes of existential despair, romantic longing, and personal introspection. Given these traits, the band's, in quotes, beer equivalent might be something unique with a rich, complex flavor or and perhaps a touch of British tradition. An excellent fit would be a traditional English porter or stout due to its depth, complexity, and British origins in particular. Let's look at the old engine oil from Harvestoon Brewery in Scotland. This beer is wow. a rich, dark, and malty ale with strong notes of chocolate and coffee. It's complex and introspective, much like the music of The Cure. The name Old Engine Oil itself could symbolize the band's dark, brooding aesthetic. However... It's worth noting that this is a somewhat subjective interpretation as everyone might associate different beverages with specific bands based on their personal tastes and experiences. So there you have it. Can AI do yeah. what you do on the podcast? seems like it can. For a kid, probably a little bit better too, yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you think Dudesy would be a guest and come in and uh, hello? Uh, moving on. I figured it out. Yeah, no, no idea. Dudesy does, <laughs> Dudesy wills. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We have no control over old Dudesy. Yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah. Um. Well, dude, is there any uh final parts you wanna you wanna mention about the Cure? Favorite songs? You ever see them live? Ever run into anyone in in, in your travels? 
never cure story alive, never run into them in my travels my favorite cure song is probably fascination street although okay when i was a young man this would have been in god damn when was this seventh grade eighth grade whenever it's friday i'm in love came out mm-hmm, 92 uh, yeah a, a girl sang that to me in whatever grade that uh i was in so i have Pretty fun cool. that song as well yeah that's a great song yeah that would put it right to the top of my list how about you what are your favorite cure songs oh so you know i'm kind of like a basic bitch when it comes to nice. the cure it's it's boys don't cry um uh like heaven and friday i'm in love but i guess um Listen to Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me was the first time I went through it. And that's a really good album with a lot of good songs. Like Hot, Hot, Hot is yeah. one that really jumped out at me. A yep. lot of the other songs kind of sounded like the soundtrack to like a vampire movie where there's nothing wow. happening in the background. The vampire is just sort of like sitting and plotting in his throne yeah. kind of thing. They actually had a song called Burn on a soundtrack for a movie called The Crow. The Crow. So that song also is... is uh in my head pretty constantly because i used to listen to that soundtrack every fucking day uh, dudesy has really adapted the crow in so many different ways uh <laughs> i know well <laughs> <laughs> dress up as uh, the robert de Niro crow merch yeah from uh uh it's really a fantastic movie the crow the crow I agree. It, yeah. I remember when that movie came out, I skipped school the day it came out and I saw it, whatever, three or four times, however many times it played in a row in the theater. I just stayed in there. and That many it. times. Wow. I loved that comic book. It was like by far my favorite comic book. The story behind it was like unfucking believable that James Obar's real life fiance, uh, I believe was murdered, got killed in some way. Whoa. And then he took that fucking inner torment and turned it into the crow, which was about this vigilante who avenges the death of his fiance. Then that guy becomes friends with Brandon Lee in the course of the crow getting made and all the shit. And then Brandon Lee gets killed. And I remember reading an interview with James Obar. I believe I'm not making this up. I think this really actually happened. And I have not uh, conjured this out of thin air. But there was this interview I remember reading when I was a kid, I think, where James Obar said, you know, God took my the per, the two people that I love most in the world from me. So if God is real, I fucking hate him. Yeah, I'm like this guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then so yeah, the the cure and Robert Smith inspires the crow. The crow yeah. goes on to inspire Sting, who is a main staple in professional wrestling for sure. 20 or 30 years. So like yep. that one movie, like continued to live way past it's anyone expectations. There's of about it. to be another one there. I believe shooting the next, like a remake of the crow with uh, Bill Skarsgård right now. Yeah. What do you think? That's your Travis. What do you think? Will Can't it, will it be good? Wait to see it. Cannot fucking wait to see it. Definitely. Dude, I can't uh, thank you enough for doing this, man. Please. It was my pleasure. I, uh, sorry about the video thing not working. I, I tried all my best ways to get it done. Yeah, no. And if you couldn't do it, you know, the blame's going to go right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so thank you so much for I, having me on. 
Yeah, man. I want to tell everybody here uh, at Abandoned Beers that Dudesy is available every Tuesday. That's right. Merchandise, Robert De Niro Crow, Dudesy mugs, uh, wool t-shirts. Yep. It's all and out there. And then your podcast about The Bachelor is called Game of Roses. You have a book called How to Win the Bachelor. That's for, right. That's a lot of our guys aren't going to go to that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but no. dudesy Here, here's uh, the deal if you listen to this podcast and you're just kind of a regular dude doing whatever you're doing in your life listen to game of roses become an expert on the bachelor it will help you in a lot of ways in your life especially if dude. you have a significant other who watches it yeah definitely you'll be able to roll in and drop some game knowledge you'll be able to become basically how we we break down the bachelor like it's a professional sport we have hardcore analytics on that show about what plays you should should be making in order to progress through the game and all this kind of shit and uh if you can walk into a room where sometimes you will be forced to go i know where the bachelor is playing and people are watching it and you have no fucking interest in it if you can look at it like a sport deconstruct it like a sport you can blow these fucking people's minds yeah, and it's probably a better conversation starter with women than what Roman Reigns and the Bloodline are doing over on SmackDown. I guess it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah, probably. Statistically speaking, you're probably right. <laughs> anyway, man, thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, let me know when this is out and I'll, I'll you know tag me in and shit. Dude, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Moving on. Right, <laughs> Have a great one. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you again, Chad Colchin. Oh, that was great. I appreciate it. Thank our you. Our pal Chow. We're all uh, PODs, pals of Dudesy, and uh, watch uh, Dudesy every Tuesday and Abandoned Beers every Wednesday. Woo. Um, so, yeah, that's it for uh, Samuel Smith's Nut Brown Ale. Dan, you got another, a third? I got a third beer a coming third up beer that coming I up. think I think it's right on on par, so I'm excited to to bring that out. This will be right. a fun one. Let's take a quick break. All right, guys, we're back. Um, it's time for my little opus uh, on how I decided what kind of beer to choose for the cure. Here's my notes that I took uh, while I was trying to figure it out. Do I want to go with something gothic or macabre? Do I want to find a dark beer? Um, I looked. Uh, I tried to do a search for goth beers or gothic beers. Um, I found an Edward Teach Beer Company in North Carolina has a beach goth beer, hmm. which is a sour-fruited ghost beer. Yeah, old black beard, huh? Yeah, not available in the Pennsylvania area. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's often the case. Blue Island Beer Company in Illinois has a gothic funk Flanders-style red ale, which That's I think could have uh, been good. That Flanders um, based on Robert Smith? No. Well, Maybe. No. No. Um, so, I don't know. When I when I think of Robert Smith and The Cure, like I, it, it's a dark room. When you're listening to it, you got some candles lit. Maybe there's a bottle of wine going around. Like, you know, you're milking a bottle of wine for the night while you're listening to, you know, that. I don't know. That's what I think of with with gothic stuff. So I'm at the beer store and I find one of my favorite breweries, Russian River, has a beer called Consecration. It is an ale that's aged in Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. With black, caps with black currants. 
So let's crack this open. We're going to open up one bottle of it, uh, pour, pour it you know, amongst ourselves, and if uh, we're digging it, we can crack open a second bottle. So the abandoned beers faithful will recognize the Russian River from the uh, Say Anything episode. Yeah, uh, that's correct. Supplication was yes. Say Anything. We are going yeah. consecration now. And now we're here. We are. Like uh, you can also recognize it from my, my honeymoon when I... Took my beautiful bride on the first night of our honeymoon. Yes, yes, yes. Beers we, we, we told this story. John, Johnny D. Johnny D. There's pop this goes the bottle. This should just be the Johnny D. Story podcast. I know. He we needs to come about on every at some episode. point. Uh, remember when we were at his house and there was like a, a guitar player from a band showed up? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was crazy. Or no, that was his neighbor. Oh, anyway. Right, Pour myself some. Gavin. Let's pass the bottle around. Take a take a smell. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. Just son of a. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They got him. Get him every time, guys. Yeah. I caught a whiff of the Sauvignon. Uh, oh yeah, you get it. Notes. Get it. Lots of florals. Notes. Yes. Oh yeah. Great so passing around. Mm-hmm. So Russian River is one of my favorite breweries. Uh, this is a dark ale aged in the ca- Cabernet Sauvignon barrel for from local wineries. This is in California. It is aged for forty eight months with black currants. Oh crap! This is a couple Barrel words coming up that I eight to twelve months. Yeah, Breton Brettanomyces lactobacillus and Pediococcus added to each barrel. Yep. Rich flavors of chocolate truffle, spice, tobacco, currants, and a bit of Cabernet. Very full-bodied. Sip slowly. Kind of similar to how you want to listen to the cure. You want to okay. just listen slowly. Okay. Brettanomyces uh, sacromyces. You got to shake it around a little bit. You know, on top of uh, what Dan said earlier, uh, cancel him for being a uh, Russian sympathizer. There you go. Cancel him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't support it. Thank you. Ooh, how's that taste, boys? I'll let you guys get the first sips in. Ooh. That's got a. That's got a, a bite to it. Oh goodness! Yeah, it does. Woo! Wow, man. Ooh, oh, that's good. Now you yeah. took your time drinking uh, drinking that. Is that because this is one of your? Is this a go-to beer for you? Uh, um, I am like I am familiar with okay. it. I also didn't want to you know have completely dead air while you guys were both sipping at the same point. time. Yeah, somebody's got to cover the um, uh, cover us. Yeah, you know we're we're getting into sync here. Recording guys. professional over there. Yeah, we're almost at twenty episodes. Dead air from it's always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, I like this a lot though. I think I think the red wine barrels you can really get it. I think it it adds a lot to this because this is a sour. That's why it has those uh, um, those strains that you just mentioned. Yes. Um, yeah, it's good. I think it's a and it just I don't know when I see beer. Robert Smith in his lipstick, like it makes me think that that's from you know taking out a bottle of wine before the show. Like yeah. His, his lips are stained. I asked an AI what beer is the cure before I started looking. Are uh, you been cheating? Well, using it to help brainstorm. I didn't pick it. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, they what said the writers are on strike for. <laughs> they actually gave me a Russian River beer. There you go. Like but it a, wasn't a sour beer. It wasn't okay. concentration. Right. Consecration. Well, uh, uh, Chad Colchin, you know, to prove AI's dominance over us, asked Chat GPT what um, beer the cure would be and okay. he came up with a uh, Scottish ale called mm. uh, Old Engine Oil. Ah. Said that the darkness of uh, the cure matched the darkness of uh, the old engine uh, style. Yeah, yeah that would have won. That would have won big time. Uh, I hate Scottish ales. 
Yeah, well, anytime I've had a scotch, we're not ale, saying which beer we I like. Know, I know, <laughs> but anytime I've had a scotch ale, I feel like I'm licking like a kilt. Like I feel like I got flannel stuck on my my tongue afterwards. Like <laughs> very right, droll, Dan. Yes, very droll. That's because the Scots are tougher than us. They are. Hey, if you can fight while wearing a uh, kilt, then yeah, you're a man, man enough for me. What is on the the label, by the way? That's what, a, knife. That a knife. Okay, yeah. I wanted to make sure. I didn't want to make real that goth imagery. You guys, uh, it's June. Yeah. Almost the longest day of the year. It's coming up, guys. All right. The summer solstice. That's right. All right. And, uh, you know, everybody's uh, freaking out about Pride Month in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Juneteenth, right around the corner. Is this a Pride ban? I bet you there are <coughs> some terrific remakes of some of these songs that I would say absolutely yes. I'm not entirely sure. I I can't comment on that. Robert Smith is a married man. Yeah. To a woman. Yes. Named Mary. Yeah. Um but Yeah, but love is love and I don't think, you know, it's, I don't think it's necessarily about representation in this case as yeah. much as Robert Smith kind of represents doing your own thing. Yeah. Do your own thing, of course. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I guess it's, you know, but he's never come out uh, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, I did not. That was you know, that's not, the, you know, not normal. I, I couldn't find anything. Not my normal questions I ask to my AI. I yeah. Know. I focused on uh, music, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, I guess if it was a big deal, uh, you would have read something about it, but I guess it's just not a big deal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. Fine with me. Fine. I love everybody. Fine. We're fine with that. The Crows are really good, too. They're making a, another one with uh, some uh, one of the Scars guards. You know, but I think probably him being different, maybe else folks who feel a little bit different or marginalized at times. Yeah. You know, I feel different and I think marginalized that sometimes. That probably yeah. came across during the 80s when there yeah, were especially. goth kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, and he was popular. Definitely. That's, uh, even though I'm not goth, I, s- I get what the goths are talking about. Yeah. Like, I could talk to a goth and I'd be like, you're totally right, man. Yeah. You're just yeah. going about it in a way different way than I am. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like, we agree on all the same stuff, yeah, except d- clothes <laughs> and music, I guess. Well, yeah. then we shouldn't be out and in the sun. And I feel we're like there's a Venn diagram of music that... Mean goth kids like yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. some yeah. yeah some goth music's great yeah just great definitely I mean like we grew up in the generation where the goths listened to Marilyn Manson I guess yeah as yeah. opposed it to was this different. generation it was the next, to the next uh, yeah it was the yeah. next uh, wave of goth was was Marilyn Manson oh uh, is he considered new goth Nine Inch Nails a nail um Nine Inch Nails is goth a nail the goth listened to Billie Eilish I guess yeah. I would say Nine Inch Nails is goth no. Got the keyboards going. It's Metal macabre. Guy? It's definitely Metal? yeah. It's definitely macabre. Yeah. 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 Cure uh, inspired. For all sure, I yeah. can think of is Trent Reznor dre- dressed in black. Yeah. On stage, there's a lot of keyboards involved. What a career that man's going on to have. Yeah, it's crazy. Winning Oscars and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Probably bigger than Nine Inch Nails. Just Trent Reznor solo, like music producer for all these movies. Yeah. Dave Grohlish in that way. Yeah. So the more I'm drinking this beer, it's kind of sitting in the back of my throat, like, keep me warm back there. Oh, uh, yeah? Like, yeah. Sort of like you're like sitting in front of a little toasty fireplace. Yeah, I think this, this could be a beer that you would drink on a cold day. You know, you're mm-hmm. looking to warm up. Well, if you're, like, in England and it's always cold. That's right, yeah. Wasn't brewed in England, though. Let's, get, let's keep that straight. Brewed in California. California. Yes. 
sort of like how BrewDog was originally founded in England, but brewed <laughs> in Ohio. So this is going to be a uh, real knife fight to get these. Uh, I know. Really, uh, there's spe- the knife. Spectacular, on the label. spectacular songs. Yeah. Do you guys want to do a? Uh, what's What's this part of the the program called, Dusty? So this is our happy hour songs on draft. We're gonna take the top nine songs. We're each the three of us are gonna create a playlist of our three favorite songs, but with a snake draft, we'll all end up with three. You'll end up with a top nine, and uh, to determine who goes first, you guys, I got the crow on my mind. Do you want to Russell Crow, right? No. Sorry. He's n- not technically a crow. I thought that's where you're going. Sorry. You guys oh. want to do birds? Just Ooh. kinds of birds? I was oh, trying to think of bird oh. movies. I was really floundering. Kinds of Just birds. Just birds. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Since you got to pick the band, I got to pick the category. Dan gets to go first. All right. Oh, okay. Let's go, with the, let's go with the traditional Robin. Why, man? Why do you do this every time? Go ahead, Pat. Crow. (laughs) (laughs) The Blue Jay. All right. You're going blue. I'm going to go Cardinal. Okay. I'm going to stay on theme and go Robin. You've already been said, bro. It was the first one. You were so mad about him not saying the crow. I really wasn't paying attention. Yeah. uh, A gull. Because seagulls aren't real guys. They're just gulls. I'm going to go with uh, an Oriole. Penguin. That's a bird. It doesn't fly, but it's a bird. How about an ostrich? They don't fly either, but they're birds. Uh, I'm going to go with a heron. That's how a fish. How about a warbler? Uh, an That's eagle. a worm. I'm sorry, what was that? Eagle? How about a pigeon? Hawk. Falcon. Surveillance system from the government. Uh, I'm going to go with that uh, condor. <laughs> Osprey. Hey, there you go. Look at you guys. I have to write my own. Um, I'm going to go with a parrot. Seahawk. Toucan. Cereal bird. Mm, I know. It starts to, that's a catbird? <laughs> that's a seat. No, there <laughs> isn't there like a catbird song? I don't know. What does it look like? Rolling? Quick rolling. Search catbird. All right. Uh, all right. All right. So it has to be. Yeah, a, and in the meantime, bird. hummingbird. Yeah, just just so we know. See if it comes up. I'm looking. Picture of a cat. Just bird. so we know. I'm, uh, you can't keep a hummingbird. I'm not saying you should be allowed to. I'm just saying bird law in this country. It doesn't make any sense. There is a catbird. I'm looking at a catbird right now. All right, hummingbird. It is my next one. Yeah. Sparrow. Oh wait, this might be fake. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> it's real All right, woodpecker. <laughs> it was a cat. Jumped <laughs> 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 onto a bird. I'm looking at. You'll be right here. <laughs> uh, uh, turkey. Oh wow. Oh, uh, fowl. Fowl. That's just a uh, general bird. A pheasant is what I meant. Chicken. Hmm. A rooster is a kind of chicken, so I can't say that. You guys are really going at it, huh? Um, bird fight. Pelican. Pelican brief. Vulture. Oh, I love Vulture that. culture. Yeah, I mean that's a, there's a lot of different vultures out there. Get the count going. I um, can't do it. Five. Can I say an African sparrow? Sure. No. no. About a European sparrow? No. 
Um, what about that Harry Potter bird? Oh, it's the uh, <laughs> the black uh, w- uh, star bringer. No. Oh fuck! It's the uh, I finally won. Star. They come with owls. Oh, that no, we didn't say owls. Yeah, I was thinking about the. Uh, uh, there's like this. Yeah, we didn't say owl, did we? How about that? Yeah, uh, there's this one bird that like eats other birds' eggs. And no, no. They name these get, baseball players. I get weird stuck names on days. one. That's a dinosaur, I think. Who's on first? Pterodactyls. What's on second? All right. Here's a letter P. I get to go first now. Uh, this is exciting. Um, don't blow it. No, yeah. don't blow it. Come on, man. All right, so Dan, Dusty, Pat. All right. Oh, all right. And then I go two in a row. I'm starting this off with the what I considered my favorite uh, Cure song, Close to Me. All right. Wow. Good Close one. to me. I love it. All right. I'm going to go with a love song. Wow. You guys. It's been covered way too many times, by the way. You guys did me such a favor because I'm going to go with uh, Just Like Heaven. Yeah. Just Like Heaven. Boys Don't Cry. Oh, I thought Boys Don't Cry was going to come around again to me. No, there's a line in Boys Don't Cry where it's just like... Uh, uh, Boys Don't Cry? Before no, not that. Okay. Before that. Yep. Uh, I said too much. I was too unkind. And I go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It is a lovely, lovely line. It's a lovely song. I'm going to go with In Between Days. And I cry. Oh, good one. Often. Um, I'm going to go with my second favorite Cure song, Why Can't I Be You. And I'm going to finish up with, uh, off of the greatest Cure album, Disintegration, I'm going to go with Lullaby. Oh, nice. How's my next one? Mm. All right, with my last pick, I'm going to go with Push. Interesting. Did not make my list. Oh, yeah. Man, I'd really like to take Burn from the Crow soundtrack, but that came out in 1994. Mm. Mm. Uh, would really like Friday I'm in Love, but that's from the 1992 album. Yeah, I call dibs on that, or else I'll get in trouble. All right, that seems fair. Uh, you know, uh, friend of the show, Chad Colchin. Yeah. I asked him his favorite song, and he said uh, Fascination Street. So my third pick, I'm taking Fascination Street. Wow, that's thanks for being cool. on the show, Chad. Thank you, sir. That all right, run us down. What's that draft list? All right, so Dan went with Close to Me, Why Can't I Be You, I know he's been thinking that his whole life, and Lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, Dusty led off with Love Song, In Between Days, and Push. Then Pat, you know, with a back-to-back, went Just Like Heaven, Boys Don't Cry, lovely back-to-back, on, then Fascination Street. Thank good? you, Chad. Is that not good? That's good. Yeah, these are these are all good. I was uh, That's a called the Normies playlist for the cure. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> are du- right. are Dusty and I the Goths then? Uh I mean I have love song and in between they're all like kind of I mean some of their popular uh, stuff. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. I was on the Cure Reddit page and someone asked what are the top three and the variety. And the people there were just like, there's too many. I just can't choose. I, You know, I honestly was people thinking that really had to be where it was. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That was, yeah. I, was, I was like, I'm going to like these songs, and some Cure fans are going to tell us that we are way wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. each their own. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Can't change my heart, guys. All right. I think it's time to uh, to pick our beer, huh? Time to vote. Oh, right. That's the last part of the yeah. what we do on the Hairless Show. What beer is the Cure? Ooh. All right. 
Man, a uh, couple of good choices right here. Yeah. I mean, I like my pick. All right, Pat. Seems like you want to go first. I like Dusty's pick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like Dan's pick. They were all very good. Um, they were all very cure. Yeah. I thought they uh, they each brought their own uh, cure to the uh, illness. But, I mean, uh, gun to my head, if I had a pick, I think I would go with, um, man, I thought I was going to pick Dan's, but I'm picking Dusty's. I'm going oh, through wow. I thought I was picking Dan's when I started. I don't know what happened. Uh, wow! It changed in my brain. That's Just uh, during was it that. The that you, it was the the can matches his shirt. You got you got mixed up. I think I could have. I just like uh, created. I'm just gonna match my trick. shirt. It's like an optical illusion. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let me go next then. Um, yeah, I loved all of our different stories for this. I think that that engine oil beer is it's sticking in my craw a little bit. I'm like, I wish I had that engine <laughs> oil beer. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Um, you know, this consecration, it, it Great, tastes... Dusty. AI is just going to take our job. <laughs> <think of that. laughs> you know, I think... Uh, you know, so I'm going to have to go with consecration. It, it's really giving me those cure vibes. I can totally see him with, like, a nice snifter, like, even yeah, in a music wine, video. The wineness of it all was very curish. Yeah, and, like, yeah. and he could be so holding his knife. why didn't you pick the beer, in, you bastard? I thought I was. I thought that was my intention when I started. Well, you know, it happens. All right, Dan can't believe I had to do this. After he he sold this beer as being brewed in England, and it wasn't. No, we, haven't, we haven't seen found anything. Founded in England. Founded in England. It's, Guys, still, it's inconclusive it's whether inclusive. or not it's Conclusive. From any kind of connection. We all have the internet here. Yes. We could take a quick break and prove it to yeah. ourselves. We did that earlier. <laughs> there was no such evidence <laughs> no. that it came up. I, I, the website, nothing. Yeah, so I appreciated Pat's effort of you know, keeping it in the family with Samuel Smith's. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to tell Robert Smith that his brother Sam isn't the cure, I mean, that's uh, on you guys. But the the brew dog, uh, you know, the New England style IPA was just was good beer. I I didn't fully relate it to the cure, but I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going on. I'm going for taste on this one, and I think I'm going with brew dogs uh, hazy hazy Jane. Uh, that that's my vote for for the cure. All right. It's good to see one of the hazy ones right, get a win. Yeah, yeah. We we pass them over a lot. We we always have them around. They're usually around, but they never come up big until until now. And I can now show you guys the wiki page. Wiki with page, yeah. inconclusive, could inconclusive. be full of lies. <laughs> I, I did just edit it quickly. I don't have my glasses, <laughs> so I can't see it. Yeah, uh, it doesn't count. Yeah, it's so a how multinational about brewery and pub chain based in Ellen, Scotland. The period of time from 1979 to 1989, the cure is... Brewdog, uh, Hazy Jane. Hazy There's Jane? Is that Hazy, Jane. Hazy, Hazy Jane. Hazy Jane yeah. is the cure. All right, boys. I love it. Um, right. This was a great one. Yeah. I can't wait to get back in, right back into it. Dan, this where is, are we going is, from this the ha- cure? This happened too much. We got to do another one right right after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we were, let, let's just roll with let's it, man. Let's just keep going. Let's just have fun. these are fun. Yeah, these are fun. Um, what are we going to do next? I'm switching things up a little bit. I'm going to go a little more modern uh, to you know our our time in high school and college mm-hmm. when a certain band uh, called Taking Back Sunday dominated our airwaves. Um, Taking Back Sunday is going to be our next uh, band that we that we wow. try to. This is a big one. Line I'm, up I'm, a beer. I'm excited for. to get it and jump into it. Yeah. I call this our Thanos episode. Ooh, because it was inevitable. It was. 
All right. Oh, was I supposed to? Sorry. I, are we just, I thought we'd just be done the podcast. Were we supposed to coordinate <laughs> the, th- the snaps? Or? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, everyone here uh, at Abandoned Beers would like to send a special thank you to Chad Colchin. Yeah, once again, thank, thank you, you Chad. Um, this, we'd like to say that The Cure is Hazy Jane from BrewDog, and we'd like to say thank you for watching, and as always. And listening. Abandoned beers. Abandoned beers. Abandoned beers.